Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Sample Hour. This was supposed to be the first live podcast in the Sample Hour um, history, but um, I just couldn't get it to work. So, but uh, I want to bring start out the new year right. Bring my good friend Nathan Frazier on the show. So, for any of you that doesn't know, Nathan Frazier is co-owner of. Um, he is currently the cone. The co-owner of Podcast Blast Off. He's also copyandfunnels.com. Um, the free market squad.com is that still active? That's still active. So Nathan, though, when we first started the show, we were uh we were these big anarchists. And I found Nathan because I, I I had a DUI and I was still in the process of court but i'd spent all my money on like my lawyer and i'd like lost a job and stuff so i was like there so i once my case had settled i didn't have enough money to get my license back so i heard nathan on the very popular red ice radio at the time talking about how he used to go to court like this dude uh i don't even remember mark's last name man i like mark he's a nice guy but he goes into court and he fights for people what's his name Mark Stevens. Mark Stevens. So people knew you like Mark Stevens. You know, that's what you do. That's if you want to stand up to government. You go and you fight in court. Um, at which, like, you won like, 80% of the time. Uh, I still, like, I fight my own tickets today just because I have time to do it, and it's fun for me. Um, but now you're a businessman, Nathan. Now you've, you've, you have a couple different businesses. You're, you're, you're doing w- really well. You and I have kind of we kind of started our adventures at the same time. Um, we went out to San Diego and L.A. together for for Thaddeus Russell and our buddy Brett Vinat's event. And um, I don't know about you, uh, but for me, the past few years, I would say like I've become more conservative, not necessarily um, like neocon conservative or like a Bible thumper conservative, but like I'm just conservative like i'm traditional old school i guess paleo conservative now i still feel that i have anarchist um for myself like nobody tells me what to do i work for me um that is very much so who i am i don't like want the government to fuck with me i don't want this but i'm not a protester i don't give a shit what your cause is or any of that um unless it's like something that affects me directly in my specific area and my business then i'm going to do something about it like i think like locally i'm kind of shifting and figuring out that i should probably start paying attention to things locally especially since virginia just turned blue and they're trying to take people's guns away um and i think just based on our conversations i would i i I think it's fair to say that you've become conservative yourself um not that you want to tell other people what to do but you don't want people to tell you what to do. And I think that's kind of the weird thing with this new authoritarian left and liberal. It's not really liberal, but it's very authoritarian, the left and the SJWs. And in our old community, it's kind of invaded. So I'm just curious, Nathan, what do, what do people say to you these days? Since you're still very active on the Facebooks and, uh, you know, you, 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 you were much bigger in the community than I ever was. It was not, I was not, I was a, I was a guy that would go in and out and I knew who to talk to in the community and they knew who I was, but 
people are like, oh, do you know Drew Sample in the sample or maybe in that community, one out of 30 will have heard of me. So versus Nathan Frazier, who was on Red Ice Radio. So what's it like now? You quit your podcast. Like, you know, I want to know what what's going on. Are you still the, 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 the freedom loving anarchist you used to be, Nathan? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I am, I did, I did quit the podcast. I did live free FM for a number of years and that podcast was simulcast on multiple radio shows and our radio stations. And, uh, when I quit that podcast, actually before I quit the podcast, when I kind of rebranded it, I was getting, I don't know, five, 6,000 downloads per episode sometimes 10,000 downloads per episode. And you're getting some good value for value donations too. Like people were just donating to the show and like, Hey, we support what you're doing. I was, um, I got sick of, here's the strange thing. I'm very open about my political opinions, but I fucking hate, can we cuss? Yeah. It's my show. <laughs> I fucking hate political activists. I cannot stand the political activist community anymore and it, it started back then and then in the two years since trump won the election or the f almost four years now since trump won the election politics and political opinions and political activists have just gone off the deep end and i just can't be part of that community anymore so yeah i've just quit other than just shit posting and stirring the pot um i have quit almost all political activism and and really almost became completely apathetic to politics over the last couple of years that's very interesting um so why do you think that change happened do you do you really think it's because activists are so annoying or do you do you think it's because it's harder to give a fuck about things that you can't control um, uh, maybe a little column A and a little of column B. I don't think that, it, and I look back at it and I try not to look at the past with rose tinted goggles or whatever. Um, but I was always a very left leaning libertarian. Me too. Um, I, 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 and I still, I think I still am in a lot of issues. Uh, I still think gay people should have equal rights to straight people. I still think black people should have equal rights to white people. I think women should have equal rights to men. Um, I, in fact, I even, I even think that trans people, if, if, uh, I'm against some of the compelled speech laws, but in my own personal life, I have no trouble or no problem. Sometimes I have trouble cause my brain doesn't say what, you know, my brain knows that this person's a man and not a woman, but yeah. I'll do my best to respect somebody's preferred pronouns. I don't get all huffy and puffy about it. I don't really, it's not something, it's not a, a battle that I want to fight with people. So, and I also still, I'm, I'm very charitable in my personal life. I, I give money to charities. I, um, just this last Christmas, me and Bella went out and spent a bunch of money buying toys for, uh, low-income families so that they would be able to have a Christmas. So I'm very, I still have a lot of the same values that I did when I was a left-leaning libertarian. Uh, but man, the left wing has gone just 
batshit crazy ever since Trump won, and I don't want to be associated with left-wing people anymore. Yeah, I think it's insane that, you know, people don't, and it's weird, too, because it's, you know, whenever you bring it up, it's like, you know, how come you guys weren't like this with Obama in office? And then it's like, how come all you got, all you Trump supporters do is compare him to Obama? And it's like, well, it was the last president, and he (laughs) did similar things. It's just Trump is way more pro-wrestling than Obama was. Um, and it's, it's just like, uh, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, I don't get why people, yeah, I just don't understand like where it came. And it's kind of weird. It started with, uh, I I felt like the split really started like in the libertarian anarchist wing of the community, which was like, you and I didn't like Stefan Molyneux way before it was cool. Like I thought I didn't understand why everybody thought he was great and entertaining. I heard him on Jake DeSillis' show on, um, uh, God, I feel bad. Jake's my friend and I've had him on my show and he's put my shows out with him on his thing. Um, so I heard him on Jake's show, like when it was still just like Jake's like, Hey, I'm retired now and, uh, let's do book reviews and stuff like that. So I heard him then, but you know, then it was like, then he just started talking and it, it was just kind of weird. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you're just kind of a talking head. And then I went to the Jackalope Freedom Festival because before it was just you. Like, I thought I was a libertarian and then I listened to you talk and I'm like, oh, no, I think I'm this anarchist guy. He's talking about like this Nathan Frazier guy. I really identify with him. And I th- there's multiple people that have told you this. And then, you know, then you go deeper in the rabbit hole. and You're like, oh, everyone's cool with this Davi Parker guy. So I had Davi on my show and, you know, he's done that, but it's, it's this kind of weird, like he's way more left leaning than we are at this point. And maybe it's cause he lives in California. Um, but it seemed like it started with Jeffrey Tucker. Like he went on and was talking about how he thinks that, you know, Trump is, um, like he basically said, read the Turner diaries. They're going to come for us first. And actually, like, some of that stuff's true. Like, you hear people that are former libertarians, and then they, they criticize libertarianism. They say, well, the libertarians are responsible for the immigration because they would just let it slide. And it's, it is kind of weird. Like, this whole ideology obsession is, is kind of weird. But I think there is kind of like a, uh, a civil war going on politically amongst everything. And I think, like... It is kind of the weird benefit of Donald Trump is that Donald Trump has forced people to pay more attention. Like so many people didn't understand, like to this day, they don't understand that Trump can even rerun in 2020 while an impeachment's going on. Cause they have no, they weren't alive during the Clinton impeachment hearings. They don't, they just aren't familiar with how our government works. So I think it, it, to an extent, I think it's a good thing. I think, when I was in Prague back in the day, there was this business owner. Um, he owned a business that uh, is not legal in this country. And he, he had a very interesting perspective about corruption and why he thought that corruption was good to an extent because it forces people to pay attention. And I think it's it's so weird with Trump because, you know, people are like, well, you know, he's not a good guy. I'm like, yeah, I never said he was a good guy, but he's pretty he's he's left like a lot of this open and it's like the the whole conversation of what's going on it's like you know i don't 
I, I think he's entertaining. I think he's kind of the president America deserved for as long as it did. <laughs> but at the same time, like I'm not as anti-America as I used to be. It's like, you know, I actually, I own a house now. Um, I own a couple businesses. Um, one that even has, you know, interests in another country. And so it's like, you know, what, um, I don't, I don't, you know, there's a lot of countries that wouldn't afford us these opportunities to do that. Now, is it authoritarian still? Yeah, all government is, but maybe we really are in the best situation. So if you don't like it, you know, we should, we should probably go do something about it. So I don't know if you have a similar view at this point. I, you know, I'm going to say something that I have not said openly. Um, I'm not anti-Trump. I didn't vote for him. I was amused when he went and when he when he won the election because uh, I couldn't stand Hillary and I'm I've never been a fan of Trump. I didn't like him before the election. I didn't. I, I just kind of thought he was the douchebag that did the Apprentice show and I just wasn't a big fan of him. Um, I'm not a fan of everything that he does politically, but I have to I have to be completely honest. He has not been as horrible of a president as I thought he was going to be. And I'm not uh, I wouldn't vote for him. I'm not going to vote for him in this next. I don't, election, I don't think he but... needs our help to win. I think it's like <laughs> I think it's it's like really interesting because like, you know, like I've been fucking with the Hoteps and like um, Hotep sample on uh, on Facebook and everything else around uh, Twitter. Good friends of Hotep Jesus. I've been listening to Mo Facts, Adam Curry and like. There's like a very strong like black conservatism that is jointly kind of respected by like I think white guys like us that were working class. I mean, I always make fun of you and say you're you're a white Mexican because you were raised Mexican. And that's like the whole cultural appropriation thing. It's like Nathan's dad was Mexican. He was adopted. He was raised Mexican. He has Mexican family. But because you're white, you're not allowed to be embraced by your family like it's so counterintuitive and ridiculous and it was like i was was at one of my restaurants and one of my chefs was like i don't think white people should have dreads it's so stupid i was like why and she goes cultural appropriation I'm like i mean everything you do in a kitchen is cultural appropriation i mean that's what makes food great is you take this flavor and you mix it with this flavor and you do it this style of cooking so what is it and she goes well it just looks bad i'm like well fucking say that then it looks bad i agree with you most white people with dreads look stupid like i'm not gonna disagree i don't you know what i mean like just say what it is don't be afraid to say hey you look like shit like that but again like we're all so sensitive now and it's like we can't be honest and we can't really share our thoughts and feelings but yeah i'm in the same boat as you man like i'm not out of since I've been alive, I think Trump's my favorite president. I think like <laughs> I think he's pretty entertaining. I get lols. I like the the show, and I don't think people get when they get when they're super for Trump or they're super against him. They're just a part of the show. I'm gonna say something else that's really controversial. Two people that make a whole lot of sense to me today: Pat Buchanan and Steve Bannon. People hate on Steve Bannon, but I've been listening to his radio show. And he has these Trump supporters call in on this thing called Vox Populi. And all he does is hit them with the Socratic method. And they, they'll just have these blind support for Trump. And he's like, well, how can you say that? What do you mean by that? And then they don't know what to say. 
And these are like the supporters. He's like, no, like I want the populist idea, but I need you guys to be prepared. So when people ask you these questions, you have to have answers. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's actually pretty brilliant. And it's like, he's pretty anti-war. He's a blue collar guy who is very good with persuasion. Um, Used to be a banker and all this shit. And it's like, why does the left hate this guy so much? Is it because any... He's like he respects AOC and he he respects the left populism. He just disagrees with their politics. He's the first to say that populism isn't really racist. But at the same time, it's like what we were a part of as anarchists was a populist movement like Ron, the Ron Paul revolution, which you I don't think you were ever on board with Ron Paul. I was. But that was I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh I will second, first of all, I I think that Trump has been my, I've had the most fun watching or throughout this Trump presidency as I, uh, uh, for pure comical reasons alone, he's been my favorite president. Um, I, culturally, there was, in 2016 and all the way up until now, it seems like there's been this almost a boiling point of of what you called authoritarianism but this kind of nanny point of view that i've seen from my left-wing friends that you're not allowed to say this you're not allowed to joke about that uh the progressive stack um if you're if you're it's okay to discriminate against you if you're part of this quote-unquote privileged class it's okay to punch up but not punch down um personally for me i'm a huge i'm a huge nerd and i love pop culture and i love comic books and in comic books we've seen this mentality just take over and run rampant where um the the you got to hire black people to write black characters and you have to hire muslim people to write muslim characters and uh, you can't fire them if they're bad at their job and total political correctness. And I hate political correctness. I think political correctness is just horrible. I've always hated it. And, and it used to be when I was a, when I was a left wing guy, that was the, it was the left wing that was pushing it back against political correctness, p- political correctness. It was people like George Carlin, who was, I mean, obviously a liberal and p- it was the liberals that pushed back against the moral busybodies back in the day and now it's the left wing that's that is the moral busybodies and so i don't know for me personally um trump isn't what i'm excited about but the fact that what trump represents and the people that trump represents and the idea of pushing back and and not being afraid to to offend people and and not trying to constantly walk on eggshells to protect everybody's feelings and uh, not being afraid to say some places are shitholes and not being afraid to say that some people are pussies and 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 not being afraid to say that some people are losers that to me is appealing and i don't know for it seemed like it seemed like midway through the obama era that political correctness really started to take hold. You're not allowed to criticize Obama because he's black. And if you criticize him, that means you're a racist. And 
then it started becoming you're not allowed to criticize anybody who's black and you're not allowed to criticize anybody who's trans and you're not allowed to criticize women the only people in society you're allowed to criticize are straight white males and personally i'm a meritocracy type guy i think that your skin color shouldn't protect you from criticism your gender shouldn't protect you from criticism um Every, if you want equal rights, you have to deal with equal criticism. And we moved away from that as a society. And I think that Trump winning was a kind of a pushback against that. And Dave Chappelle's Netflix special was a pushback against that. Just the other night, uh, Ricky Servais, is that his name? Ricky Gervais. Gervais, his, his Golden Globe hosting was a push against that and so i i guess i want to ask you um for me that was the major thing that i that i was interested in was in the culture the cultural aspect of this and it seems like the left overplayed their hand and they went too far and trump was a was a was a indication that people were getting sick of it and brexit is an indication that people are getting sick of it and yeah i think and i think i think um but i even think like aocs and bernie sanders are the same thing it's just a different divide of the populist movement that we i mean it it came from the same place like how many how many socialists that we used to get along with because we saw fucked up the status quo was with nation building and neoconservatism neoliberalism and all this stuff so now it's like there was this big push for like a national economic um like there's a big push for like economic nationalism uh but then you know once once that kind of um was turned racist but it's like how is social democratic socialism not a different form of economic nationalism like that's like the the disconnect that i don't see it's like look there you still are are it's still like we, i guess because it's like no all open borders but even bernie sanders doesn't really want that he just wants health care for all and he's like yeah taxes are going to go up and he's, he's honest about it um but i i agree i think the cultural part i think like something hotep jesus says a lot is I didn't vote for Trump, but I support Trump because now we can have these conversations and these are conversations that need to be halved. And, and I think it's the same thing. It's like, it's funny that, um, you know, you can only a Mexican is to write Mexican characters and we need Ta-Nehisi Coates to write the Black Panther, uh, comic book, which was fucking garbage. It's like, I don't, I don't care if you're controversial. Like there's a lot of artists whose opinions I don't like, like, but if they're good artists, I don't really care because I like their art. Like, that's the whole thing. It doesn't, I mean, it, we could have very similar criticisms, but that doesn't mean that we are going to have the same conclusions. And you you meet with, you know, commonalities, and that's how you, you grow. And I think that's, it just doesn't happen. It just, people just shut down. And they're pretty divided right now. And I think it's by, I mean, it's by design. Um but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited for four more years of Trump. I'm not gonna lie, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for these debates. I don't think that. I mean, I think Hillary Clinton's still gonna run. I think Bloomberg is is jumping in. I don't think the Democrats know what they need to do. And like, and then the right is still having like a civil war within itself with like the Groper roars. There's 
different kinds of conservatives. There's the Nick Fuentes people. There's the Ben Shapiro neocon people. There's the grifters, you know, Milo and Gavin. And if they're really grifters, I don't know. That's just what people say. I mean, they're they're opportunists for sure. There's a lot of opportunists like that prayer douchebag guy. And it's, it's you know, everybody wants to have, I mean, we'll send each other clips. What do you think of this guy? I'm like, I don't know, man. Like they dance. It's like, what are you going to do for me? The working class white man. It's like, yo, like working class white man. Our whole thing has never been. What about us? That has never been us. Like you just shut the fuck up and get to work. And it doesn't matter. We always understood. Yeah. Who cares? I don't care if I'm white. I'm here to work. Like, and that's the whole thing. Like, that's how I feel with my business. Like, I don't care if you're black, white, Asian, a woman, a man, or Indian. I mean, whatever multicultural person you are in Columbus, Ohio, which for some reason, Ohio, everyone thinks is all white, which is so fucking stupid. Like, maybe in the rural areas. But it's like, you know, like, I don't care who you are. I don't care who you want to fuck. I don't care if you want to cut your penis off. I don't care if you want to turn your vagina into a penis like i don't really care just don't force that shit on me that's not equal rights if you're telling me i'm not allowed to say something you don't really want equal rights if you're telling me oh i'm white so i privileged so i need to stand up and let you sit down you're not really after equal rights and i think that is it is kind of interesting like but i i do think the new christian right is coming and now we're going to have the battle of who's the new moral authority is it the SJW left or is it the new the new young consumer Christian right, which isn't which is a little bit more degenerate than the old one, or openly degenerate than the old one, and we're all we're all trying to recover from our addictions and all this shit and all that other stupid shit. But I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's interesting. Like I don't know how it's gonna shake out. I mean, like it's it's kinda weird. Like I'm not I'm definitely going back to things for myself for this year with like, hey, I'm going to quit watching porn and I'm going to work out more and I'm going to quit alcohol for 12 weeks because I think that was like the most functional and like realistically, like my mind is working better. I mean, I didn't quit cannabis, so that maybe has something to do with it, but I don't, I'm not a big user, you know what I mean? So it's not like, oh, I wake up and it's time to, it's time to smoke. Um, so yeah, man, I I don't um I I don't think that the, there's a I mean I'm not I think that there should be two parents in a home if I'm if like I'm if I get married it's going to be because my spouse it's important to her or it's something that maybe it's 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 a symbol to hey we're going to commit this to stay together um, for kids but I think that you know I think I think there's definitely I think two parent households are definitely a must. Um, I think that there's there's definitely conservative values. Like I didn't realize decentralization is actually an old school conservative value. Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like so, and it's like you say that to communists and Marxists and they're like, Oh yeah, I love decentralization. But they don't even know what they are. Like the whole cultural Marxist thing that people talk about, like what is cultural Marxism? I don't think that's a real thing. Like Jordan Peterson used it as a buzzword. Then he talks about postmodernism, doesn't understand what it is. Then Thaddeus Russell gets upset with him because he's talking about his man Foucault. But Thaddeus Russell doesn't even really know what postmodernism is. It's it's art. It's like a it's it's more of an art class. It's like saying that you are politically avant garde. 
So I, I, <laughs> I don't like, I don't I, like, it's, it's, it's just kind of funny. Like this is postmodern art that we're doing right now is a podcast that I'm trying to, I actually, it is streaming, but I think it's going to look like shit. So we'll see how it turns out. So the audio version is going to be better. But, um, <laughs> I think that, yeah, man, I think that it's, it's just, uh, it's it's been kind of a weird few years because I haven't been doing this podcast as much, and I was really political at first, and then I got really into farming, which you're like, man, can you even make money doing that? Like, I tried it. I didn't make any money. I'm like, I think I can in my city, and then, like, I flew you out here because I still have my old work codes, and we came out right after we got laid off, and we went and watched movies, and we went to the, we broke Milo's, my buddy broke Milo's phone and all that shit, which was great. Um and then uh, you could admit to that. You were there for that. But, I was there for that. But do you remember what we, we were like? It was so funny because it was like we're in line. And there's this, there's this whole crowd of people to see Milo. Nobody's upset with us. We're trying to – me and my friends who are all equally trolly, we're trying to get people to say crazy things to students so they would like try to confront us to see what happened. They'd be like, what are you guys all here for? And they see all this Trump stuff, and everyone's like, oh, okay. Didn't matter. It was women, black people. They didn't care. I mean, Ohio State's one of the largest universities in the United States. They don't care. And then Milo goes in, and, of course, there's protesters that were three black youth that get kicked out, right? And then he comes out later and says, oh, most of that stuff, when protesters would, would get in when I was giving a speech, I, I put them all there. And he came out with it, and it was like... So it's like all these people that are believing this, I think really have kind of been taken advantage of. And I think that this whole flip side thing is preying on like this natural tribalism that I want this or I want that. I think uh, the unemployment numbers are pretty much bullshit. But I think, I mean, we're in better shape now than I feel like we were under Obama. Like, I feel like there's more confidence in the market. Like, we both took our businesses definitely took off under Trump. So I don't, and and we, and, and I think the new tax codes do favor people that own businesses. I think if, if you have a W2, yeah, I think you have a good, good reason to get pissed off, but I don't think that, I think you should look to have a side business, have a side hustle. Like that was always a thing. People always had a side hustle. So, and it's a good way to keep more income. So I, I think people just need to understand how the system really works and, you know, stay being an anarchist or libertarian or whatever it is, keep that in your back pocket and then use the system man. use it the way it's designed to be used as a citizen. And then, um, I mean, that's my opinion. I think people complain why immigrants fucking, uh, come in here and kick their asses. It's like, it's because they don't make excuses, man. They open businesses. They figure it out. They're like, oh, I have a freedom to open a business here. Then they do it, and then they do well because they work their asses off. And we're complaining about how much hours we have to work and all this other shit. So I just think it's like, you know, be have an immigrant work ethic and then just stay, like, kind of in a – but keep the essence of being, like, an, an American in a sense, that kind of entrepreneur spirit. So – uh, I can't wait to piss people off because I'm I'm very pro America right now, bro. That that string of thought went like all over the place. Did you like that? I was like, 
Yeah, I was like, where's Drew going? And as soon as I thought I knew where you were going, I was like, nope, he's going some what? What the hell is go- what is he talking about now? Well, I feel like I'm talking about something important, but I could be wrong. Uh, mainly what I'm trying to talk about is just, you know, I think that people that complain or it's like, okay, I want to be an agorist, right? Like, I'm going to be an agorist. I'm not going to pay taxes. It's fun for five years. Then once the IRS knocks on your door, sends you this, and they're like, where's your money at? What are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to fight the IRS. You're going to fight the police and they come with guns to throw you in jail. Are you going to learn how to play the game? So do you remember in our mastermind a couple of years back, one of my, I was in the hot seat and my question was, do I keep doing the political content? Do I move away from the political content and just do the business content? Or do I continue trying to do a mix of the two? You still do a mix of the two. Slightly. Like you're, but you do it in a business, like you do it, you're, your business content is clearly from your old political perspective, but it's just filtered differently. It is. It's not like bitching about the government because nobody cares. Like you can complain all you want, but nobody cares. Like, like that's that's why I got off Facebook. That's like when you get okay. I used to just troll on Facebook because you can't have a real conversation. Usually, people just type these long paragraphs; they're impossible to read, and then <laughs> and then it's like they just can't wait to tell you how much they know. So I don't, uh-huh. I don't give a fuck how much you think you know. Like that's just stupid. Like I, I don't care. Like I don't care what you think you know. I guarantee your your life sucks compared to mine. And so what am I gonna? Why do I have to listen to you? Like, and I, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but that's kind of where I'm at. Like, you know, you think your vote matters, but you don't want to own land. Voting mm-hmm. was designed for landowners, man. Like you have a lot more skin in the game when you own land. I get if I don't pay my property taxes, they take my house away. They take my, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, it's it's like I, I could have this house paid off. I don't have a mortgage through a bank. You know, I'm I'm as, I'm as um, independent from getting a, a, in land ownership as I can be. It's through it's through a family the way it kind of should be. And um, it's a family mortgage. But, you know, if I don't pay taxes, they put a lien on my house. And then eventually it goes to an auction. And it doesn't matter how much equity I have the house. They just take it. Somebody could buy it for $2,000 if they just pay the taxes. Uh-huh. So to circle back to what we started this conversation with. I'm sorry. No, that's I'm cool. Sorry. To circle back to what we started this conversation with, I don't feel like I have become less left-leaning. I don't feel like I've become more of a conservative. I appreciate certain parts of conservative things. I appreciate certain parts of liberal things. But I do feel like liberals have completely pushed me out of their sphere. And by going so far to the left, I don't feel like I want to associate with them anymore. And to pull a Drew sample and then go in a completely different direction. That's the way the sampler works. <laughs> um, I will say one of the strange things that I've been noticing lately since I don't do nearly as much political stuff And I don't really care about politics nearly as much as I used to. And I'm more focused on making money and and running my business. And I'm obsessed with marketing and and, uh, all of that. Bro, I can't tell you how many people 
that are still connected to me that are still in the political activist mindset hit me up with in my in my comments talking about how I've sold out talking about how I I'm no longer about I, I'm no longer about my morals I'm no longer about the movement that I've I've let my ego take over and blah 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 and how uh I shouldn't be so focused about selling things and I shouldn't be so focused about business and I should, I should still care about politics. And then in my private messages, getting messages from those same people being like, Hey, can you help me sell my book? Or, Hey, can you help? Can I pick your brain for an hour about this business idea? That I have? Yeah, exactly. So um, to, to be completely honest, man, even though I still feel certain ways about politics and even though I still voice my opinion, man, I am just so sick of political activists and all of the political activists that were in the agorist movement and all of the political activists that me and you used to hang out with. I just don't even want to talk to 90% of them anymore because in my opinion, they're hypocrites. They talk about, they come on my, I see their, I see their stuff and they talk about how it's all about the movement yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And marketing is, is exploitative and it's taking advantage of people. And then they come and ask me for marketing advice. And I'm just like, dude, GTFO with that shit. I don't even want to <laughs> talk to you. I like how you spoke with a, with Leet. GTFO. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I agree, man. I you know I I still like going to Midwest Peace and Liberty. And actually, I if I was if I was close to Jackalope, I'd probably still go. It's just always in August, and August is the difficult time of year for me, being a farmer. And also, too, then I have to pay for a flight. I have to make sure the farm's taken care of, and it's just not. It's way easier to just drive up to Michigan, and Michigan people are more like me, anyways, regionally. Like the people out west, like those people in Arizona, I respect the fuck out of them, like. They're fucking crazy with their guns and everything like that, and I'm and I love them for that. But I'm not, you know, I'm not here to get in some stupid debate about, uh, <laughs> fucking uh, the non-aggression principle. I don't care what your opinion is on. It. I'm not gonna be a dick to you. Don't be a dick to me. If you think I'm being a dick to you, please tell me, and we can have a conversation like adults. I don't want to like, you know what I mean? It's just like people get. Well, I believe in the non-aggression principle because of this, this, and that. And and if you aggress against me, I'm going to aggress back. And it's like, well, you get you get also the liberty dick measuring. Contest. Yeah, like who's the biggest anarchist? Yeah, and to me, I'm just like I don't give a fuck, dude. I I have my own opinions yeah. about government. I have my own opinions about liberty. I do not have the time or the energy or yeah. giving a shit enough to argue with you about it. You know what's weird is like it's like. Again, like, if people listen to this from Midwest Peace and Liberty, I love all of them. But I was there, and somebody was like, you know, we just need more spont. I forget they called it. It was like spontaneous groupings where people just come together and start talking. I'm like, you know how you do that? You get a joint or a thing of moonshine. <laughs> and then you pass it around, and people talk to each other. It's crazy. And it's the same thing with marketing. I mean, that, that is from marketing. I mean, like... The biggest sellers are what? Food, sex, drugs. I mean, that's the biggest influencers to hit people with, right? Food, sex, and drugs, and then, like, what? Family and... Finances. Finances, yeah. But food, sex, and drugs, those are the big three. Because those are, like, our most, like... um, Base needs. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, so... I mean, man, like, 
I talked about this on how I built my business was I'd give people free pork for referrals, like forest <laughs> raised pork, or I give them a bunch of stuff for free up front, or the way if you if you gift somebody meat, the way they treat you afterward, they feel like they're heavily indebted to you when it comes to like value for value. And um, Drew Sample is world famous for giving people his meat. <laughs> little too famous i got a hey i got a girlfriend now i'm i'm a i'm a chill calm man <laughs> trying to be conservative i was gonna give you this big slab of pork but i got a girlfriend now. <laughs> yeah man <laughs> but i think yeah i just think that people need to realize that if if you want people to listen to what you have to say then you have to go do something like if you don't have influence if you if you haven't done anything you don't have any influence like if you don't it's like, why should I listen to you? Tell me why. Because your mom likes you. <laughs> what do I you think, have? Because I think because uh, you you're a key holder at work. Yeah, I'm not trying. I think I'm, keep going. I think activists in general could learn a lot from starting their own business and learning about marketing. Marketing. All, all the best politicians are brilliant at marketing. Persuasion. Marketing. Yeah. Listen, I hate. Barack Obama, I think that he did nothing for black people, nothing for working class people, nothing but really help our health and our big out of control health insurance companies get bigger and, and give them more power. And they also give him a bunch of money to get elected. And that's the way the system works. But man, his persuasion game was on point. Hope and change was a good message. I, I voted for Obama. Um, the first time, because I was still like, I'm a libertarian. You know what I like him? He's got good leadership qualities, and you know, Ron Paul didn't go. So I went from voting for Ron Paul in the primary to voting for Obama. And then the next time around, I voted for Ron Paul again. And I voted for Gary Deuce Johnson. And then after that, I was like, I'm done voting. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't need to vote anymore nationally. It doesn't do anything. But I did learn a lot, and then I was like, you know, I don't feel like I'm making a difference with voting. Maybe I can make a difference by signing online petitions and sharing them. <laughs> so I did that a whole bunch in 2012, man, like whole, whole bunch. I and, and I, I filled them out and I shared them. And then, like when I met you, I still had a few because it was, uh, like basically the um, SOPA to stop SOPA. I remember I filled out that petition and actually did something back before google was really uh that's the other weird thing you remember in silicon valley used to be pretty libertarian then it went pretty authoritarian socialist pretty quick and corporatist i guess more so and it's like you know but google's the good guys now it's like man google's fucking evil um and so is apple i mean everything is and but so it was like you know and then i remember i shared something about um i shared some i think it was about what was it about? I forget. I shared something online. And he said, do you really think we need more laws for this, Drew? And I said, you know, I didn't really think about it like that. No, I don't. And then I deleted the post. <laughs> and it was like I was so like I was just so in um, activism mode. Like that's what because I was raised liberal and that's what you do. You march in the street. But nobody cares if you march in the street. That's where the cars go. <laughs> and, you know, <sighs> Again, bringing it back full circle, 
I used to be the guy that was out on the street corner with my 9-11 was inside job banner. And I used to be the guy that wouldn't shut up about politics at work and just drove everybody insane. And I'm changing the world and it's my responsibility to get the truth out there and blah, 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 blah. And I don't know, man. I, I guess now my opinion is speak my mind, be honest, but I'm not trying to commit. I'm not on a crusade. If I'm on a crusade, it's a, it's uh it's about running my business, having effect over the things I actually have control over and I'll stir the pot and I'll chime in, but man, I don't, I don't get emotionally attached to politics anymore. There's no, yeah, there's, there's no need. I remember I hard was anti George W. So 2004, man, I was all over campus, college Democrats, me and my girlfriend, we went out and I was good at talking to people. So I was saying, you know, John Kerry stuff, the, the W with the cross through it, like the, like no smoking, no W thing. And man, then that little bitch, John Kerry just quit the election before it was even all the votes were counted. <laughs> I was yeah. so fucking I mad. I was so fucking mad. I'm like, I spent so much time for you to get you elected for free. Because I thought, you know, what's that? You know, is what's weird, though. I was very anti Bush as well. Um, I, I didn't vote in either. I, I actually wasn't legally allowed to vote back then because uh, I had a string of felonies that were still on my record and hadn't been expunged yet. But, um, oh. I remember being super pissed when George Bush won against Al Gore, being super pissed when he won against uh, John Kerry. Didn't go out and light shit on fire. Didn't go out and break windows. Yeah. Didn't do any of that stuff that happened when Trump won. No. What's, What's your thoughts on that? Why was the... Why has the left gone so insane in the last and i i asked this as somebody who spent my entire life on the left yeah me too i'm just completely puzzled by what's happened since trump won because i I, to be honest and and i'm not a trump supporter i don't i don't see the mania about about anti-trump people i don't understand why they're so anti him and i don't understand the absurd reaction that they had to his winning the election well, i think like trump did like that 60 30 kind of approach like everyone said 60 40 but i felt like of voters is what he went up but i think in like the general population it was probably like 60 30 percent of the population like i think a lot of people are going to come out and vote for trump just because they're going to think it's funny to see people get mad again because they think people are so ridiculous and they don't like these people. So they're like, well, yeah, I'm just going to um, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go after. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, fuck it. I'm just going to vote for Trump. And because it's funny, there's I mean, there's a lot of people who they saw. um, The guy that used to be on The Daily Show's Trump thing. They're like, do you see that? That's funny. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of funny, man. I'm like, do you see what Trump said, though? I think that's funnier than John Oliver. Like, I think comedians hate Trump because he does better at stand-up than they do. Because comedians are so <laughs> boring now. Like, there's only a few that are good. So now Eddie Murphy's coming out of retirement because they need to have Eddie Murphy. 
Eddie Murphy was just on Saturday Night Live, and he is so funny on it. And everybody else around him is horrible. Everybody else sucks. In every single sketch that he's in, Eddie Murphy makes the sketch, and you just see dude hasn't done comedy or anything in years, and he's still one of the funniest humans. Dave Chappelle disappears for 10 years, comes back, and has four great specials on Netflix and gets paid millions of dollars to do it. And he doesn't have to go through Comedy Central or some board meeting. It's like, man, if Patrice O'Neill was still around and he would have got a Netflix special, I mean, Patrice O'Neill would have just, I, I can only imagine what he would say about what's going on today. But I think the reason why so many people now um, just lose their mind, they get so upset, is because I think they're kind of raised to act that way. Like, I would... My mom was liberal, man, but I think we were we were culturally conservative. We were we're about gay rights. My mom was a social worker with AIDS and HIV people. We were not allowed to say fag in the house. That was unacceptable. It was it was. I would get in so much trouble for saying that because my mom would be like, "It's just like saying the N word," and I couldn't say that either. And so you know, so I was raised that way. But then my mom, you know, she she's a social worker. She's working in Youngstown. Um, because it is Youngstown, she's working at this uh, drug and alcohol rehabilitation thing for addicts because the opioid epidemic hit Youngstown, most coal. Youngstown hit coal cities, or uh, meth and opioids hit coal cities hard. And it's all it's all the way from eastern Ohio through Pennsylvania down to Kentucky, West Virginia. Like, it's, it's bad. And um, so there's – so my mom's working with these people – and then they get raided by the IRS because this dude apparently was doing tax fraud and they shut down all of his clinics and like it was some crazy shit, but it's Youngstown, Ohio. So uh, a Youngstown tune up is famously a car bomb because they used to kill politicians with car bombs in Youngstown. So it's like it's huge Italian city, tons of mob influence. And um, so my mom gets unemployed for a little bit it it actually kind of works out because she was dealing with some family stuff with like her both her parents just died and they died about a year apart and so my mom is goes back to work at the same facility but now it's under new ownership and her new boss is genderqueer and it blew my mom's mind like here's my mom who her best friend was a black woman like you know what i mean like my mom my mom would not get jobs for being white as a social worker because they were predominantly working in black neighborhoods and she'd show up to an interview and she wouldn't get the job and she would say, it's okay. I don't mind. Like it would never bother her. But now she starts working with this genderqueer person and my mom's like, what the fuck is that? But she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't want to ask because like she's older. So she's a target. She's 60. So then this lady she was a lady that day. Um, they're having some meeting about something, and my mom is asking her a question. My mom is very touchy-feely, and she calls everyone sweetheart, like the, one of the nicest women, um, just a very sweet woman. So she touches this lady, and the lady freaks out and says, you invaded my personal space, and all this crazy shit. My mom did not know what to do, and it was just like and my mom is still a Democrat, and she still thinks she's a liberal hates trump but it's like people also don't get that like 
the people that are liberals now aren't blue collar union people like i was like a union kid like we voted democrat because we were unions and that's what you did and then obama's health care plan fucked over all the unions with their health care like because now you're you're a cadillac health care plan and so you basically get more of your money taken away from you in taxes right and also too unions kind of ruin themselves because they don't the ones that don't compete so like you know my the most money you can make now in the union at jeep in toledo ohio is 15 dollars an hour and it's just like so and it's funny that that's what they're trying to make the minimum wage and it's like if you look at the history of minimum wage and unions like it was always designed to like keep white working class white and black people hate each other so but to to answer your question so this class of people that are now the new left they are not people like us who grew up poor and that was just you know we were like no it's for everyone these are the people that pitied people like us and grew up well and always got their way and now they're not getting their way so they're doing what they're the only thing they know what to do and that's throw a temper tantrum um and it, and it's it's just like the I think college does it too. I think college is brainwashing people. I lost you, Judo. Oh, you lost me? Oh. Now you're back. Okay, I think college is doing it too. I think colleges are brainwashing people. Um what's funny is everyone's like everyone gets more liberal when they go to college. I got more conservative oddly enough, um cuz I was already pretty liberal. So, you know, that that would be my guess. I think this generation they they come from wealthier backgrounds. Um, I think it's funny too. Is like, do you remember when wasps were traditionally like conservative people? I don't think they are anymore. They're now they're like they're all libtards. Like, and I and I think it's like it's so. All right, Drew. Two things. Did I trigger enough people there? You think? Yeah, I have to kill this conversation because it's it's getting to the point where I need to go. Okay, yeah, we're almost to an hour. The other thing is. I don't know what just happened, but your voice just dropped like three octaves. Oh, did it? Did it get really high on your end? No, Rob, oh, it got lower. Like, yeah, you sound like the hotep finally kicked in. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I am a one-drop black man. I'm one thirty-second <laughs> black, so I guess that makes me a one-drop black man. Uh, in South Africa, I would not pass the hair test with the pencil in your hair. That pencil would stay in my hair. <laughs> so I don't know what to say. I'm white, but <laughs> Drew, thank you for having me on, man. Dude, no problem. I hope people enjoy this show. Hey guys, so value for value. Um, you can go to Patreon, click in the show notes with PayPal. If you like these shows, I'm gonna be doing them more often. The value for value. If you guys are getting something out of it, fifty cents, a dollar, five dollars, I don't care. I have Patreon. You're not gonna get any exclusive content. This stuff takes time to do anyway, especially Nathan's time my time so if you guys like these shows stuff like this like give money i mean you're paying for netflix cable and you complain about it most of the time i don't i don't hear you guys complain about me because the nice thing is if you don't like the show just quit listening i don't care (laughs) so but if you do like the show throw me some shekels coinbitsapp.com check it out in the show notes nathan thanks for coming on anything you want to promote um if people are small business owners on the internet and they want to consult you for marketing or sales, do you even have time anymore to do that yeah, stuff? I'm, You're I'm sold out. You're solid. booked. Do you yeah. hit up Nathan and he might refer you to somebody though. 
<laughs> if you uh, yeah, if you want to if you want to learn more about me, copyandfunnels.com is my website. Free Market Squad is where I put most of my trainings at. You're, but as far as hiring me, I'm not available right now. You still have the I mean, you still do that podcast with David too, right? Yep. L Copywriters podcast. Landon too. Landon's is Sales Gorilla podcast. Yeah, I'm all over in the business world right now. All right. So, check that out. Um, and those are all linked on Copy and Funnels, or where can people find those nope, shows? You just got to find them. Okay. I'm going to make them do some work if they want to find the uh, golden nuggets. There you go. That sounds good. Nathan, thanks for coming on, man. Everybody, thanks for listening. And uh, looking forward to bringing another episode soon.
about me, I don't sweat it. I let the bullshit blow in the breeze. In other words, it's just the breeze. Yeah. Wait. 